My mother's people were all coal miners. My father's people were all steel workers. They all worked in the mills. I don't believe in miracles. I believe in Pittsburgh. We play for city and country. The city is Pittsburgh. And this is Steelers country. All right, this is Steeler country. I'm your host, Tony. Week five in the books, the Pittsburgh Steelers are defeated by the Jacksonville Jaguars 30-9. to I guess I was a week off in my Steelers get blown out prediction, right? Uh, this is a, what I expected the Ravens game to look like in a lot of ways. You know, a lot of turnovers, easy points for the opposition. This was just an ugly, ugly, ugly game. Uh, this was the week I made my yearly pilgrimage to Pittsburgh. I got to see this one live. I like to go to the home opener every year, but schedule didn't really work out. So I uh, ended up going to this one. And, you know, I got to say, I'm actually glad that I did because this was one of those you have to see it to believe it type of games or or you have to see it to understand it type of things. This offense, which we thought was going to be so great coming into the season, aspires to score 30. I'm here to tell you after seeing it live, it's bad. It's a bad offense. And let's get the interceptions out of the way first. Let's talk about those off the top. Because there's been so much BS about these interceptions, the five interceptions. you know, And everyone's talking about the interceptions. Okay, so let's break them down. First one, he's under pressure. Yes, he threw it behind. It's a good play by the defense. Should Ben have thrown it? Okay, whatever. Second one tipped and this is the one that people like to go well it was tipped so it's not really his fault bull the defender is still directly in the throwing lane ben never should have thrown that pass third interception terrible ball placement and this is from something ben has struggled with all year way too high it would have taken an ab miracle for him to go up there and get that one and we saw that later in the game ab going up and getting one uh so that it didn't go over his head and straight into a defender's hands and preventing a sixth interception Fourth interception. Receiver fell down. It was wet. Whatever. Not his fault. Fifth interception. He just threw it up because what the hell, you know, game's over, right? But the problem with this offense, the problem, the, the reason this offense is bad is not because Ben Roethlisberger threw five interceptions. Those are big plays and they get people talking about the Steelers and, and they're why we're in the news media so much or the sports media so much and saying, holy crap, what's going on with, with Pittsburgh? Or, you know, what happened to Ben? You know, is he, is he going to have to retire or is he, is he, is he thinking about retirement too much? The, the interceptions don't tell the whole story, right? The interceptions to me are the afterthought of what is a bad offense. I want to talk about the things about this offense that really concern me more than the five interceptions. And I said it last week and I had my whole little monologue at the beginning of last week's podcast. Ben Roethlisberger doesn't look right. Ben Roethlisberger is not the same Ben Roethlisberger that we're used to seeing. And we're going on five weeks now. He's not seeing open receivers. He's still struggling with ball placement. And the thing that killed me about this game watching it live is that the Jacksonville Jaguars played eight in the box, single high safety, all game long. They dared Ben Roethlisberger to beat them. The Steelers should have feasted on this. And I'm tired of crediting the defense every time we have an offensive performance like this. 
I'm tired of coming on this podcast and say, well, you know, give the give the Minnesota Vikings some credit. Give the Chicago Bears some credit. You know, they played really well defensively. Bull. This offense, with all its playmakers, has to start making some plays. We've used every excuse in the books for this offense. Oh, well, it's just a rhythm thing. Oh, well, Le'Veon didn't play training camp. Oh, let Martavis get his feet under them. Oh, Ben will get better. He's just having some bad games. It's getting worse. This offense is getting worse. This is not Ben on the road. We can't use, well, it's Ben on the road. No, no, no worries. He'll be better at home. This was Ben at home. Playing poorly. Going over in the red zone. Throwing five interceptions. And let's talk about the narratives that have come out after this game. Because I think there's some really fun ones. Right? Uh, first of all, the Ben thinking about retirement. You know, Ben is done. We'll get to that. I, I want to talk about Ben Roethlisberger later on in the podcast. Let's start with this this narrative that has come out of the game, which is, well, why did you throw the ball 55 times? You have Le'Veon Bell. You have one of the best running backs in football. Why is this team getting away from running the football? Okay, let's talk about that. Because the Steelers were running in the first half, right? It was not entirely effective. It was decent. Le'Veon was going for about four yards a clip in the first half. Not great. Not terrible. It was quality running. But remember, the Jags were playing single high safety, eight in the box. We should have been able to throw. Where there's too much talent on this offense to be afraid to open it up, especially against this defensive scheme. We've got the best quarterback in football. I'm sorry, we've got the best wide receiver in football. We have one of the best quarterbacks in football. We should have Martavis Bryant coming out of that shell. Everyone said this week, Alex Kazora, who of Steelers Depot, uh, who, who I love so much and does such a great job for them analyzing this stuff, was tweeting before the game, saying the same thing that, that I think a lot of Steelers fans were saying, which is this is the game that Martavis is finally going to come out and, come out and prove that he is the same Martavis. And if there was ever a game it was going to happen, it would be in a game where the defensively they play so much single high safety, where Ben's not afraid to throw it uh, up into to man-to-man coverage. They should have been able to throw against this defense. And let's look at the first drive of the second half as as evidence of that. 14 plays, 11 passes, all the way down to the 3-yard line. There was effective passing, it was good tempo. But you go you go to that you, you, again, you talk about red zone efficiency. Ben checks out of a call on third down, changes the play, forces a weird ball to AB at, on third down at the goal line at the 3-yard line. Just a poor decision by Ben. And it ends the drive. Now, before we say we should have run more, you know, keep in mind, the game plan in the second half was to come out and throw the football, and it was effective. That was a good drive. 14 plays, 11 plays, all the way down to the three-yard line. Yes, they should have been able to punch it in, and we will talk about that. But until Ben threw the two pick sixes, it was an effective game plan in the second half. Those two pick sixes are the ones that are entirely on Ben Roethlisberger. It's about decision-making, and it's about ball placement. So if we're saying we're going to run the football, if the problem here is that we didn't run the football enough, what you're saying is, I want to take the ball out of my quarterback's hands. You know who's saying that as well? Teams with bad quarterbacks are saying that. Do we have a bad quarterback? We have to figure out if we have a bad quarterback, if we need to hide Ben Roethlisberger. Let's go to the second narrative that's come out of this game. This is my favorite one. This is just a silly one. I think this is hilarious. But Tomlin said it in his press conference. Tomlin actually gave this credence. So I want to bring it up. I want to address it. Let's talk about the fact that the defense is the real culprit here. 
you know, really, if you really think about the second half, what really happened, right? Yeah, I mean, there's some pick sixes. Fine. But what really happened is a defense cost us by giving up that big drive in the second half, running all that clock out, you know, didn't give our offense a chance. Okay, let's break down the second half. Let's break it down. Again, we go back 14, uh, let's let's just, it's six to seven at halftime. We come out, we get ball first, we go 14 plays right down the field, bang, bang, bang. Okay, we screwed up in the red zone. We've squandered another red zone opportunity. Offensively, we've squandered red zone opportunity. We squandered one in the first half as well. So we're up nine to seven. We've actually also squandered a turnover, if you think about it, because defensively we had the, the interception at the end of the second half, which we only could convert into a field goal. And let's talk, actually, let's talk about that turnover for a second. Let's talk about Ben's decision making on that drive, because it was, I believe there were 18 seconds to go. Yeah, 18 seconds to go. Ben Roethlisberger at the 16-yard line, 17-yard line, throws the ball to Le'Veon Bell over the middle, over the middle, no timeouts, over the middle for one yard. And Le'Veon is smart enough to realize, holy shit, we have no timeouts, and doesn't even try to go upfield, just immediately runs from the middle of the field out of bounds, straight out of bounds, getting only one yard. Le'Veon, smart enough to run just straight out of bounds. Ben... Not smart enough to realize, throw that ball away. I got set, there's there's 18 seconds on the clock. If I throw that ball away, there's what, 15? I saved myself another play. I can throw at the end zone again. And again, this is an offense that struggles to score touchdowns. We already have struggled to, in this game to score a touchdown. We squandered a red zone opportunity in the first quarter. Ben Roethlisberger has to be smarter than that. But okay, it's 9-7. to seven. Next, next, next possession, Jaguars get the ball. Three and out. Easy three now. So there's now seven minutes and 20 seconds to go in the third quarter. The Pittsburgh Steelers are up nine to seven. The next time the defense is on the field, it's 20 to nine Jaguars. There's 1450 to go in the fourth quarter. So spare me any BS about the fact that the defense is what cost us in the second half. Well, the defense didn't, did, ran too much clock. Oh, the defense ran too much clock? Hold on, let's do some math together. Okay, if the defense kept cost us too much because they allowed, what was it, a six, six, seven minute drive in the second half, that 13 play, there was 1450 all the way down to six minutes. Okay, so they ran, what, eight minutes off the clock. They ran eight minutes off the clock. How much did the offense run off the clock? How much offensively did we run off the clock giving up 14 points? We ran seven minutes and 30 seconds off the clock to give up 14 points. Defensively, we ran eight minutes off the clock in the second half to give up three. So tell me, again, how how anything defensively is what happened in the second half. Anything that... We gave up three points on that drive. Yeah, it cost us eight minutes. It cost us seven and a half to give up 14 on two stupid pick sixes. The, the defense didn't cost us shit. It was the offense. And let's just go with what happened. Okay, so... We give up three points. What happens next offensive possession? That we, you know, we would have had more possessions. We could have scored. Oh, wait, they threw an interception. Okay, well, then the defense must have given up a bunch more, right? They must must have used much more clock. No, they hold no three and out. What happens when offense gets the ball back? Oh, they throw another interception. I, you know, I mean, this this argument and the fact that, that Tomlin brings it up in the press conference is so incredibly stupid to me. Defensively in the second half, yes. We played poorly on one drive. We gave up eight minutes of clock. We need to play better against the run. 100% agree. No doubt about it. 
But what happened in the second half was a failure of offense. Yeah, defensively, we gave up a drive. We, we gave up one drive that cost us eight minutes and three points. So if if we hadn't give up two pick sixes, it would have been what? Ten to nine with six minutes to go? I'm okay with my... I'll take my chances at ten to nine. I'll take my chances at ten to nine. And defensively, I mean, again, we're all going to... You know, say what you will about this defense. They're not perfect, but they're not costing us football games. They're not costing us football games. This defense has still yet to allow 20 points in regulation to an opposing offense. 20 points. We have not allowed an opposing offense. Think about it. Go back to Cleveland. How many we allow? 18. Go back to Minnesota. Nine. Chicago. 17 in regulation. Baltimore. Nine. This game. 16. 16 is all, is all defensively we gave up. And that's counting, that's actually counting the, the 90 yard run at the end when it didn't matter at all. If we, offensively, we can, we are struggling to score 20 points a game. We can't score 20 offensively. And we're all going to sit here and go, defensively, we really suck. Okay. Again, you're not watching the same game as me. If you think defensively, we have problems defensively. Don't get me wrong. We have problems defensively, but it's not costing us football games. Let's talk about how we fix this. Let's talk about the offense. I've said this week after week after week. Offensively, this has to flow through Le'Veon Bell. And at this point, it has to be regardless, right? Eight in the box, 10 in the box, single high safety, no safety, I don't care. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Just like you did last year. Just run, 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 run. Limit Ben Roethlisberger's mistakes. Limit your exposure to Ben Roethlisberger. And we must improve in the red zone. We can move the ball we want. We must improve in the red zone. Kicking field goals instead of scoring touchdowns killed us in this game. In this game. Nine points, it could have been 21. Nine points, it could have been 21. Don't art smart yourself in in the red zone. You have Le'Veon Bell. Run the ball when you're inside the five-yard line. Good things will happen if you give the ball to Le'Veon Bell. Utilize Terrell Watson as well. You're willing to utilize Watson in third and short. On the goal line, it's the same situation. You have, you are playing over inches and Terrell Watson is a fall forward type of back. You need that guy in the red zone. I think off, also offensively, we have to change it up at wide receiver. How long are we giving Martavis Bryant before we, before we just go, oh yeah, he'll turn this. Oh yeah, he's going to turn. No, he's going he's to turn around. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. How long are we going to keep saying that? Juju is clearly the number two wide receiver in this offense. It's very clear watching the game. Juju is the number two option. Make it official. Juju starts. The starting three should be A.B., Juju, and get Eli back out there. Put Eli as a slot receiver. You, I'm not saying bench Martavis forever and never play Martavis Bryant. Bring him in. Bring him in as the player that he is, a specialty player. He comes in on certain packages. He's for deep throws, end arounds, wide receiver screens. Get him the ball. Try to get him an open space. But just utilizing him as your number two is not happening. Look, offensively, we weren't this bad a year ago, okay? And if you think off, if you think we had we have wide receiver problems this year with Martavis, we had wide receiver problems last year, uh, like in like no one in the league. I mean, number two receiver was Kobe friggin' Hamilton, and we weren't this bad. We were not this bad. Now, yes, the, again, I, there are Ben problems. Ben is not as good, so maybe that is affecting Martavis. Maybe, but again, I'm just going by what I've seen. It's five games in. We're a third of the way through the year. How much longer are we giving Martavis before we say, okay, let's change it up offensively. Let's see if that starts opening things up. 
Another thing we, offensively that's really weird. Use play action. What the hell happened to our play action? Why are we not utilizing any play action in this offense? Teams are stacking the box. The Jacksonville Jaguars were stacking the box. And we're going five wide every play. Now I get you want to go five wide. You want to spread the defense out. They're playing single high safety. You want to get them out of their comfort zone. Fine. But you got to play more play action regardless. Throw the ball out of running formations. Get defenses off balance. Not understanding what they what they want to do. Or what you want, what you want, what you're going to do. Because the, we played right into the Jacksonville Jaguars' hands in this game. And that's not me saying that. That's the Jacksonville Jaguars saying that. Let me read you a quote here. Let me read you a quote from the Jacksonville Jaguars defender after the game. Asked, how were you able to do, uh, to do what you did today? Answer, we just made them one-dimensional. We knew that they had the option to run or pass. That's what makes them a dangerous offense. We were able to bottle up Le'Veon and force them to pass the ball. We also knew that we had a secondary to compete with their receivers. We knew once they were able to do that, Ben got flustered. We have a great pass rush to get to him. They played right into our hands, and we were able to get the W. Another question, could you tell Ben was flustered? Answer, oh yeah, you could definitely tell we were showing them multiple looks. He would get his first look, second, and third look. Then he would get flustered, trying to make one of those miraculous Ben plays. We were able to just collapse the pocket at that time, not give him enough time to make those plays. We played right into their hands. We want to be a pick-your-poison type of offense. We've always said about this offense, it's pick-your-poison, it's pick-your-poison. If you want to shut down Le'Veon, we go through the air. We're not that team this year. And that's not me saying that. That's opposing defenses saying that about our offense. All we had to do in this game was shut down Le'Veon Bell and the rest would fall right into our hands. And certainly it did. Bottle up Le'Veon, get him to throw, and they're done. Because Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown and Martavis Bryant and Juju Smith-Schuster isn't threatening anyone. That's where our offense is right now. That's where we are. That's not me saying that. That's opposing defenses saying that about our offense. That's where we are as an offense. We keep thinking it's going to turn around. 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 Teams are game planning against against our inability to throw the football. You know who does that? You know you know who's like, oh, just shut them down. Just shut down their run and, and force them to pass. Teams with shitty quarterbacks. That's how you game plan against teams with shitty quarterbacks. I'm not saying, and again, I'm not saying Ben is a bad quarterback. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that that's what's happening to us offensively. That's how we're getting game planned against. It's like we have Josh McCown back there. It's like we have Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback. Yeah, just stop their run and make, make him throw. What the hell are they going to do? They got nothing. It's weird. It's just, it's just weird to me. And it's, and it's happened so fast. It's happened so, so fast. Now, let's go defensively, because I, I know I went on a big rant there about how defensively there's, you know, it's not, I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to get at with defensively is that defensively is not costing us anything. We're not losing games because of the defense. And, and I know everyone's going to scream and yell, Chicago! Yeah, if, I mean, if offensively we could have scored anything in the second half, we would have won that game, would have never gone to overtime. But defensively, we're missing too many tackles. I mean, straight up. Straight up, it's too many missed tackles. There are playmakers on this defense. We have a much better secondary than, than, than in years past, right? But there's just still too many missed tackles. And I, you gotta start with Ryan Shazier. Cause he's our best defensive player. He's the guy that, he's the playmaker. He's the one that's making the big play time after time. But he's a boomer bust guy a lot of the time. He's got 13 missed tackles this year. 13. That's like three a game so far. That's insane. 
That's an insane missed tackle rate for a guy who sh- who is our best player. They they just the thing that frustrates me the most about this defense is not the plays where guys just come free and they get an easy six or seven. Whatever, those plays will happen from time to time. The thing that kills me about our defense is when there are guys in position and they're able to just continue to push the pile forward or they're able to break tackles and get extra yards that way. This team is, has too much talent on defense to allow that shit. Make a tackle. Make a tackle at the point of attack. And Sean Davis, who was so good at this a year ago, who was one of our best run defenders a year ago, so good in the box as being that eighth man of the box, being down at the line of scrimmage on run plays, he's been a complete no-show this year. A complete no-show. Where is 28? I don't even know where 20. I haven't seen 28 make a play all, all year. And I'm not, look, I'm not saying anything like, oh, he should get benched or anything like that. But I had high hopes for Sean Davis. I think I, I was giving him like, you know, rookie of the year last year. He won rookie of the year, hell, from, from the team. He won rookie of the year. And he's just disappeared. I don't know what the answer is there. I don't know what the answer is. But again, I think it's fixable defensively from a missed tackle standpoint. Because too often, you know, the, the, the four net play and the 90 yarder is going to get played out to death. Oh, so it's, it's, it's guys are running free. But those big plays, the ones that, the ones that aren't the Fournette one that you're talking about on that 13-play drive, those aren't plays where guys are just running in open field. They're breaking tackles. That has to stop. That has to stop. All right. Let's talk about the Chiefs game. Let's talk about this, this game coming up this Sunday. It's a 4 o'clock start. It's a national TV game. It's Steelers-Chiefs. And there's some weird optimism happening in Pittsburgh, right? Steeler fans just feel like, oh, yeah, we got this one. We're going to come back. This is it. I, I don't know where it's coming from, right? I mean, this is, I think a lot of it's like, this is our last gas, right? If we get our ass kicked, if we get blown out in this game, and it's just kind of a Dennis Green, like they are who we think they are type of thing, we're as bad as we really are. Hey, Steeler fans, I don't know if we can take that, right? I mean, if we win, okay. You know, we erase Jacksonville and Kansas City, right? We beat, or we, we erase Jacksonville and Chicago. We beat Kansas City. We're back, right? And a lot of this is like not wanting to say goodbye to Ben, not wanting to, to come to realization with the fact that Ben Roethlisberger is just not the quarterback he was anymore. And I'm buying into that. I'm buying into that. I'm actually buying into this whole narrative. Somehow, some way, I believe this team is actually going to come away with this win. The Chiefs are the best team in football right now. No doubt about it. They're 5-0 and for a reason. They are playing the best football of anyone in the National Football League. And beating them would be very, very impressive. But you're, you're fooling, you are fooling yourself a little bit if you think that winning this game covers up for what happened against Jacksonville and Chicago, right? We have problems offensively. We have to solve them, not in a one game span. We have to solve them over the course of this season. We have to be consistent, right? Ben may go out in this game and play extraordinarily well. In fact, I think a lot of people expect that, myself being one of them, right? For all I've talked about Ben on this, podcast. I expect Ben Roethlisberger to play his best game of the season on the road against the Kansas City Chiefs, but it's not about one game. We've seen five games now of poor offense. Consistency is the issue here. We went out two weeks ago and beat the Ravens in Baltimore for the first time in forever since Charlie Batch was starting. Then we get smacked around by Jacksonville at home. You just, I mean, again, and, and just look so bad offensively. 
I'm not trying to be like the super pessimist here, right? I'm not trying to say the Steelers suck. We're going to go 7-9, 6-10. We'll be lucky to, to make the playoffs. I'm not saying any of that stuff. But let's keep in perspective what we're talking about in 2017. We're talking about the Super Bowl being the goal, right? The goal always for this team and remains right now, Super Bowl or bust. So can this team win the division right now? I would be still be shocked if we didn't win the division, being how bad the division is. Can we get a bye week or home field advantage? I mean, a win this week would certainly help that. Can we win the Super Bowl? No, not the way we're playing. No, I mean, not the way we're playing. Absolutely not. There is there is a huge chasm between where we're playing right now, how we look as an offense and as a defense, and what it's going to take to win the Super Bowl. Luckily, it's week six, and we have plenty of weeks to fix it. But don't fool yourself into thinking that a big showing in Kansas City means all of a sudden, well, we fixed all of our problems. We have not fixed our problems. But we, again, a, a win against Kansas City would be impressive and would be a good stepping stone into fixing those problems. And I'll be much happier to come on this podcast a week from now talking about how we beat Kansas City and how we can use that as a stepping stone to improve consistently week over week to become that Super Bowl contender. And again, I'm not saying that Ben should retire or Ben's a bad quarterback. I'm saying that Ben is worse. That's all I'm saying. Ben is worse. You have to account for that fact now. You know, you, you can't go home again. The, we're not going to see vintage vintage Ben. Or we're not going to see him for any length of time, right? We may see some great games out of Ben this year, but we're not going to see vintage Ben over the course of this season. The idea that we're going to be a 30-point offense is gone now. We know what we are offensively. And it's not a pass-first football team. It's a team that... Defenses are game planning to make us throw, and they think they can be successful if they do that. So we have to account for that now. So I'm not saying Ben is gone or Ben is, you know, Ben would be better off with another quarterback. I'm saying Ben Roethlisberger is a worse quarterback right now than he has ever been in his career. And I look forward to him proving me wrong on that. That's going to do it for Steeler Country this week. Thank you all for listening. If you want to leave feedback, SteelerCountry at gmail.com is the email address. The website is SteelerCountryPodcast.com. Find me on Twitter, at SteelerCountry. I'll see you next week.